a special isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne. Here's Leanne Phillipson. Mindful eating. What does that mean exactly? And while we're at it, what does it mean to be present and aware? Yes, of your own body, but more of your mind. And just how does that apply to food and eating? This week, we're continuing with the theme of self-care and food and taking a look at the concrete strategy that you can actually put into practice by the end of this episode. I'm going to tell you all about the practice of mindful and even meditative eating, something that's kind of new for me and that I work on every single day. I know that it can really help us to slow down and take care of ourselves. This is the second of two special editions of Eat This with Leanne, where we're going to talk about self-care. No, we haven't turned into a psychology podcast, so don't go anywhere. Please trust that this is an angle to food and also to diet that can be just as impactful as the nutrients on your plate. From a nutrition standpoint, you might be surprised how closely your mind works with our digestive system. Our gut is called our second brain after all. You'll be surprised at the little mind tricks you can work in while eating that can lead you to some big changes in your life. So today on Eat This with Leanne, self-care and mindfulness, and a new term I made up this morning, meditative eating. You know when you hear a word or something said multiple times within a few days? Well, that happened to me this past week. I heard three different people say the word joy. Not a word kind of used every day. And what each person said was that they don't feel joy right now. Like there's no joy in the air or to be found. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. And I thought, okay, maybe that does resonate with me on some level. Maybe I agree with it, but it really just piqued my interest more than anything else. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just because I haven't been able to put it into words that maybe that's what's missing right now. So I've been all about trying to find some joy with that word in my mind and looking at ways that we can at least manage all the stress that we've got around us right now. I started talking last week about how I've been focusing on my self-care and even brought you into the conversation. So thanks for being along. And you know what I realized? Self-care, you know, it takes some work too. It takes some thought. It takes some effort. And depending on your situation, you might feel like it's one extra thing to do and you don't have a lot of time in your day to practice it. Maybe it's after a busy day of work, you know. I don't know, is that nine to five these days or whatever your work looks like right now? And maybe shutting down at the end of the day is pretty normal by reaching for the TV remote, logging into Netflix, or even mindlessly scrolling through YouTube, uh, you know, trying to catch something that makes you smile or even, I don't know, laugh out loud. <laughs> what? That's funny. Or you might hit the liquor cabinet or pour a glass of wine to take the edge off. All things I've heard over the past however many weeks. With all the things happening in the world right now, I know a lot of people who find they can't escape through social media anymore. It's just too much. So lots of people I've spoken to, they're taking a break. So they're left trying to find other strategies. But like I said last episode, self-care really isn't about escaping. 
yes, some escapism can be healthy here and there. I like to escape as much as the next person with my spots and my distractions. But as I talked about, I found that on my walk without distractions, this walk that I do every morning just to ground and center myself, now that I'm not distracted with what's playing in my headphones, it's actually turned into a walk in nature. True self-care is about reflecting and questioning. It's about being present in yourself and being mindful of, well, all the things that are on your mind that maybe you're avoiding. Self-care doesn't have to be a set period of time or something that you schedule in either. It can be a constant process, learning to take care of ourselves at the same time that we're at work or managing the family and even really during stressful situations when you don't think that you can do it. In the case of mindful eating, it's a self-care practice that you apply as you eat. It's something that can reframe your approach every meal from here on in. And unlike other self-care tips, it's free and doesn't require anything except your mind, some patience, and yeah, there might be a little bit of awkwardness as you start and try and figure all this out, but um, it could also be a lot of much-needed ease and a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get started. First up, okay. So I've said this before, what is mindful eating? Well, it's applying some thoughtfulness to your eating. You've probably heard the term mindfulness before with meditation, maybe with yoga or I don't know, just around out and about. It's about slowing down and bringing all of your senses into the present moment. It's also acknowledging all of your feelings, good, bad, indifferent, all the sensations, your thoughts, and then processing them without judgment. That's the tricky bit. Never judge. But how can all that apply to eating? Mindful eating is about bringing all of your senses to the present meal and even all that came before you sat down at the table. It can be applied to not just eating the meal itself, but all the way back from grocery shopping to the meal prep to setting the table, then sitting down, all the chewing that needs to happen, and then even your digestion. If this isn't quite making sense yet, how about if we look at what is not mindful eating? as in what's the opposite of this. It's probably something we're all guilty of. We call it unmindful eating. That's rushing through every meal, grocery shopping without really paying attention to what's in your cart or your basket, impulse buying every item as you try and fill up that void of joy with food. It's chewing really quickly or even eating lunch at your desk, which I've been guilty of too. It can also be watching TV while you're eating dinner so that you don't even mentally process what you're eating. Thinking about the last meal that you ate, do you remember much about it? Do you remember what was going on? Do you remember tasting anything? Well, that could be called passively eating instead of actively eating. I asked my audience on uh, Sprout Rights Instagram whether or not they practice mindful eating, and about 70% of them they would really like to start, probably not knowing where to begin. So here are some of the easy steps to start living this out. Just follow these easy steps. So first of all, shop with intent. The key here is really to ditch those impulse buys. I know you want that chocolate bar or that box of cookies that you probably shouldn't get, but how about your next shopping goal is not to buy anything that's not on your grocery list. It's not written down, it doesn't go in the basket. That could really help you reflect and prepare ahead of time. If you want a sweet treat, 
write it down. But if it's not written down, it doesn't go in. So as you make up that list, you can think about some of the nutritional value of each item. Don't overthink it. Don't go down 10 rabbit holes and feel like you need to be perfect. But just thinking about, hmm, we've had this for a while. Maybe we'll try and change it up. Also think about how much you need. What kind of meals are you going to make? And what kind of things can be used for multiple meals. The old saying, cook once, eat twice. Well, that'll be your friend from here on in. And you've likely heard me say that when you make one meal, double it so you have leftovers for another dinner or lunch the next day. It's also best to have a little bit of food before you go shopping because, you know, (laughs) just to curb those impulse buys so that you can really focus on the present moment and buy what you need versus what you want. I don't know about you, Chris, but sometimes when I just nip into the supermarket and and, and I'm hungry, but I need to get something I, like it's like a Costco shop. You go in for one thing and you come out spending like 500 bucks. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I haven't made a list in 20 years. Right. I oftentimes yeah. go into the store with the list in my head and, okay. it, and it and it quickly becomes a Scrabble game. The words just get completely destroyed and I make up new ones as I go along. <laughs> That's it. Sometimes if I make the list, then I leave it at home or or if I make the list and put it in my phone because I know I'll have my phone with me. Right. Then I'll forget that I've done it and I won't even look at it and then walk out with everything except what was on the list. So, you know, listeners, we're we're in this together. Please know that there's no perfection going on behind the microphone. Uh, Speak for yourself, young lady. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, right. (laughs) This is Eat This with Leanne. Very true. I'll only speak for myself in future, especially especially with what's coming up next. Okay, so first of all, I want you to pause before you eat. That's easier, actually, if you show up to your meal not completely starving. That way, you're not less likely to inhale everything that's in sight. So, you know, the saying, which way around is it, Chris? I was trying to remember this. Is it eat, eat with your eyes, not your belly? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, eat with your... Oh. See, I got stuck on this. I got stuck on this one, but I really wanted to say it. So I thought, oh, I'll just ask you. If you eat with your eyes, not your belly, then you eat too much. Is that right? That's correct. You got it. Yeah. yeah. So, assuming that you, so assuming that you have a good appetite at dinner, take a moment before eating to appreciate everything that got you to that moment. Appreciate that time that it took for you to make it. Feel some gratitude for having food on the table and how much you enjoy the company of whoever you're about to eat with. This could feel a little bit like saying grace, but, you know, make it your own. This does not have to be a spirit. You don't have to be spiritual or religious to do this kind of thing. It's simply just take a breath and silently say thank you to yourself and whoever is with you in that moment. Now I want you to bring all your senses to the meal. That's all your thoughts, your feelings, every chomp and chew. I want you to notice how it feels in your mouth, the texture, see the colors, notice the taste, smell, the warmth, the cold, all the sensation. Take small bites and then savor it. This is where the almost meditative eating can come in and even liken it to an orgasm. Excuse me? Um, I just blurted that out, but I, I meant it. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to go there. (laughs) Sorry. I was, I was drinking a bit of coffee when you said that. (laughs) All of a sudden you have my attention. (laughs) That's what I thought might happen. Okay. Don't leave me hanging. Let's hear it. I'm not leaving you hanging. Okay. So with that said, so 
you know, with an orgasm. Isn't that a process of absolutely being in the moment? Feeling connected to yourself and allowing the feeling to overtake everything else around you. Sometimes maybe it's a bit of a fleeting and quick situation and sometimes it's long and sensual. So let's think about this with food. Take in every experience of it, how it looks, how does it smell as it's going from your fork, your spoon, just how it's getting into your mouth. What's the sensation? How does it feel on your tongue? How does it feel between your teeth, on the inside of your cheeks and on the roof of your mouth? Is it cool? Is it warm? Is it hot? Then to your taste buds, what's happening there? Are they slowly waking up to the taste? Is it a full and a rich flavor that's gaining intensity? Or does it get your attention on contact? Is it slowly building? Is it getting hotter, deeper, taking over all of your senses? Even one mouthful can take you to places that you might have only thought of experiencing in the bedroom with your love. Well, this is mindful eating on the deepest level wow. that you that you get to experience <laughs> and share if you like. I'll have what she's having. You might make your table mates blush a little bit depending oh. on how much you share with them and groan like Chris's in the background. God, guys, I wish you could I wish you could see him in the just, screen than my Zoom trying, screen. I'm just trying to catch my breath over here. I'm fine. You keep going. I'm just I, anybody anybody got a cigarette? I could use a <laughs> So even with <laughs> now who's blushing yeah. now yeah i know blushing yeah no it's the sunburn i got last week <laughs> there it is straight from her happy place you're listening to a special isolation edition of eat this with leanne Philipson. all right hello joy yep and uh well one of my favorite foods is oysters they're an aphrodisiac in their own right Imagine eating them with everything that I've just said in mind. Mm-hmm. Yep, that. Unless oysters, I guess, aren't your thing. And then, you know, that would be a complete turn off. So ultimately, what I'm saying is that you could have an absolutely amazing time at mealtime when you start to notice and be in the moment. Like, I really can't wait to hear how you do with this one. Now, Chris, I've heard you mention your shepherd's pie before and how that's your <laughs> that's your thing. Now, not saying that when you make this for your family, you're sitting there having an orgasmic experience. No, but I must admit it is my favorite by far. And to, for for that moment, uh, seeing that lovely bubbling pan of shepherd's pie come out of the oven and yep. then the joy of scooping it onto the plate and then realizing yep. That's not enough. Scooping more onto the plate and and then suddenly realizing I have to leave some for my family. Um, but yeah, it's it, and it's so wonderful because it's, it, it's something I don't have all the time. It is right. one of those sort of sinful type foods. Um, and, you know, it's spoonful after spoonful. It's so lovely. And then all of a sudden there's that there's that feeling of despair when I look down at the plate and I look over at the bowl and it's all gone. So, Aww. yeah, I mean, so that if that's what you mean by mindful eating, maybe it's taking it a bit too far. But that for that moment with that shepherd's pie, you know, that moment when Tom Cruise says to Renee Zellweger, you complete me. You complete me. 
that's the best. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, that's what flashes in my head. So I'm Renee Zellweger and the the shepherd's pie is Tom Cruise. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so next time you get, just before you get to the despair, stay in the moment of joy. Okay. 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 All right, I'll do that. All right. Back to some more tangible aspects of mindfulness now that we've gone off the rails. But, you know, this is this is why we do this, because it's a lot of fun. (laughs) So did you know that mindful eating can help actually reduce your sugar cravings? This seems really quite irrelevant after everything we've just said. But, you know, I've prepped it. So we're going to go there. Um, And also mindful eating can really help to relieve indigestion. Often we feel discomfort and, you know, kind of blah after eating really too fast or even more than we need. So we can get a lot of what's called air swallow too. So you just take too much air in because you're like inhaling and things just don't go down right. Mindful eating can even lessen the focus on weight loss and help you to lose weight. It lets our mind really build up the memories of eating. Our brain won't send hunger signals if it knows we just ate and we have those memories to pull from. All right, so what are the best foods or drinks to help you to practice self-care? The first one is so obvious, I contemplated not even putting it in, but I think it's super duper important. And it's, drum roll, water. Oh. Don't fall asleep. I know. I just saw. I just saw Chris go. We were just at oysters and shepherd's pie. Hello. Why are you taking me down this road? Water. What? Oh. <laughs> it all starts with water. I'm sorry, peeps, but you know it's just a basic thing. If you're feeling hungry when you're not usually hungry, go drink some water. Oftentimes, our bodies confuse hunger and thirst, and we actually. Uh, we're more thirsty and we're not really hungry. So giving ourselves some extra water can actually cure some of those hunger pains. You can practice mindful drinking with water too. Here we go. (laughs) Instead of gulping that water bottle down, really think about the sensations of the glass on your lips, the flow of water into your mouth, the moisture your mouth feels, and then the waterfall into your stomach. It can take seconds to do, And when you feel every step, you've done it. You're present and you're in the moment. It can help to calm you down and relieve some of that morning, afternoon, or, you know, any time of day kind of stress. And while it's recommended to drink those eight cups of water a day, like research isn't completely clear about that. So sometimes I think it comes down to the individual person. Uh, However, I aim for over two liters a day. That's just what makes me feel good. And instead of thinking about those eight glasses or eight cups a day, just think about turning to the water for hunger, for stress, and for thirst. A bit of like a, you know, what's that, the Linus blanket or something like that? Maybe just head for water. Who knows? It could be your savior. Just thinking about water differently can make it a totally different experience. And believe me, I know a lot of people where water is not their favorite drink. And even me just saying that, they're going to be like, I really almost need to turn you off. Okay, how about some other foods? You're looking for foods to relieve stress or maybe even stabilize your mood throughout the day. As unsexy as it sounds, a banana is actually really great for that. It has a super mix of sugar and fiber and allows the sugar to be released slowly throughout the day. And if you've heard me before, I always talk about adding in a little bit of that almond butter or peanut butter to it or some seed butter. An apple could actually do do the same. And I'm mentioning these because they're quick. You don't have to go and prep. You don't have to do anything. You just go and get the apple or the banana and down the hatch. 
our blood sugar levels are something to watch out for whenever we feel really annoyed or extra moody. Bananas or any other fiber-rich fruits like the apples, they do really help to stabilize that. So how about I share some of my go-to foods when I need to pause or even a lift? Okay, the first one is my Kid Boost, which is from my Take This by Leanne supplement line. It's a superfood powder, and I usually have one scoop after my morning walk, And but sometimes I need another hit of those superfoods. I need a burst of energy and a lift later in the day. So I just grab a scoop, put it into water, and mix it up, and down the hatch it goes. This is, I don't really drink coffee, so this is kind of instead of my coffee. Uh, and let's face it, no one ever ate too many goji berries, spirulina, or beets to worry about getting too much by adding in this perfect super boost any time of day. In the first self-care episode, I shared my self-care bowl and actually made it on this week's Cook Together episode on Tuesday, which I'm on at five o'clock on Sprout Rights Facebook page and Instagram pages. And you'll find the recipe and also the how-to video on Sprout Rights IGTV, YouTube, and Facebook pages and all the other videos. I think there's probably close to 50 on there now. So lots of inspiration. Sometimes that pause that I need comes from a cup of tea. I never, growing up, even though my parents are British, loved the normal cup of tea. And then I found Earl Grey tea. It's lovely. Maybe that's part of the brick coming out in me, but it's kind of the experience again. It takes some time to boil the kettle, get the tea bag. Sometimes maybe I'll use a pot if my kids want some tea or I'll choose the mug that I feel like I've got polka dot ones and flowery ones. And, you know, it's just a bit of a mindful process to kind of do that. So with my cuppa, I sometimes need a bit of a shortbread cookie to go with it for its full effect. And I actually have in my book, The Divine Cookies, which I had someone help me who's a baker come up with a healthier version because, man, I can scoff those shortbreads like there's no tomorrow. So that is my go-to. As for a meal that gives me a lift, it's definitely taco night. My kids love tacos and you know, with it being just a full-on family affair, from the prep to the assembly to the noshing, being something that we do together, it helps to feel connected and bring that element of fun to the table. As for a sweet treat, I don't often eat it, but real ice cream, as in my homemade blueberry ice cream, which actually has three ingredients in it. That's it. And oh man, is it heaven. Just make it, it's fresh. Oh, so delish. So I also have a video in the Cook Together series back in April. I actually made it on my birthday because, you know, I was at home alone. And uh, so if you want to give if you want to give that a whirl, you know, that was my uh, that was my comfort for the day was to have my lovely uh, was to have some champagne and my and uh, and my ice cream. So I encourage you to give that one a whirl. And coming up in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing some videos on nice cream. Have you heard of that, Chris? Uh, no, no, but you've uh, piqued my interest. Nice. (laughs) It's all, it's all nice cream as far as I'm concerned. It's all nice cream, I know. Every single, every last little batch of it. Yep. (laughs) So nice cream is made from bananas because it's the opposite of the ice cream truck. Uh, soft serve chemical cone is actually what we call it, or that's what I called it. So my kids now, you know, bring that one back up again all the time, but it's just (laughs) frozen bananas and you whiz it up. I'll show you how to do this in a video. You whiz it up and it comes out and you wouldn't actually even know that it was banana. It's incredible. 
Okay, so what do you think? Are you in with me for some mindful eating today? I'm there. Uh, <laughs> his eyes are like, yes, I haven't I'm ha- in. I haven't had a good orgasm. I mean, uh, ice cream in a, in a long time. So I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> like most things to do with the mind, this is going to take some practice. Yep. It is a practice, right? Which I often hear in the conversations around meditation and yoga. And I think that was when I really understood what that means, what practice means. And I, to me, it means that it's not supposed to be perfect. When you get on your yoga mat, it's the fact that you're actually there and you're showing up and you're doing it. So I get it now. So let's see how we do with this. The pause, the noticing the sensations and using our senses with what we drink and we eat, even down to how we shop and choose whatever's coming next, whatever meal is coming for your family or just you. Please just remember that it's the practice of mindfulness and it also with it will come some gratitude. And I really believe that this is where we're going to find ourselves some joy. My ask of you further to eating mindfully is that you share this. Please subscribe and comment, share feedback on social media. We always love hearing this. And this is an episode that I think everyone needs to hear, not only for the laughs, but also for the tips of how to change things up. A special thanks to lovely Valerie, who told me that she shared the last self-care episode with her walking friends, and they too have benefited and love the self-care bowl. Well, Courtney on Instagram just shared with me that she jumped into uh, Barry Friedman's book, I Love Me More Than Sugar, and she said this, Hey, Leanne, I hope your self-care is going well. Your podcast on Monday is a must each week. Thank you for all the hard work that you're putting in to educate and entertain us, especially during these times. I've never heard of Barry Friedman before, your episode on sugar, but I've since bought his book and recently completed 30 days sugar-free. Yes! Holy smokes, that's incredible. And she goes on to say, it has changed me in so many ways. I'm considering going for 1,000 days. Oh, well, that's just crazy. (laughs) Well, I know. Good for her. I know. She needs my nice cream, definitely. (laughs) On a lighter note, thank you for sharing how you prepared your soft boiled eggs. So that came in the the self-care bowl. It works perfectly. Thank you so much, Leanne. I love, oh my gosh, we love hearing your feedback and love hearing what Chris and I put out there for you because this really is a team effort, knowing that it really helps you and your loved ones. So with that said, let's find some joy in our food. Let's be in the moment and of course, eat this one mouthful at a time. (laughs) 